Hi, I'm Dr. Karen Becker, and I'm so thankful Dr. Judy Jasek is here today. Sean has nominated her for a Game Changer Award, and we're so happy to have her. She has dramatically impacted Sean's life and the kitty that Sean has, and one of hundreds, thousands of stories of the amazing work that Dr. Judy is doing. It's wonderful that she's joining us today. So congratulations, Judy, on your Game Changer Award, and thanks for spending a few minutes with us today. Oh, it's my pleasure, Karen. Uh, Happy to be here. So if you walk us through your, uh, of course, you're a veterinarian, you love animals, but clearly when you graduated from veterinary school, what you learned in vet school was a beautiful base, but clearly not enough for you because you've gone on to learn a whole lot more. Can you walk us through how, how that evolution happened? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I've been a practicing veterinarian for 35 years, graduated from Colorado State University in 1988. And I was trained as all vets are in traditional medicine. And after a few years out in practice, just started to feel like there has to be something more and more that we could do to help pets. Because for all the advances that I was seeing in medicine, I didn't really see pets getting healthier. We could diagnose things better. We had more uh, tools like ultrasound and, and echocardiograms. And some of these things weren't even really available to practicing veterinarians when I started. But I started looking at the pet population and my patients and thinking, but they're not getting healthier. They're not, they're not getting better. There has to be more. And, you know, when we start asking questions, the universe starts to open doors for us. And so I started um, seeing resources come into my life. I started learning about fresh food feeding, getting away from the the kibble diets and do we really need to be vaccinating as much? And, um, you know, what other things can we be doing to help pets? So I started down a more holistic route in, in treating and more of treating the whole patient and getting away from just treating a diagnosis or controlling symptoms. And that's really what conventional medicine comes down to is we, we can name something, there's some standard of care um, treatment for it, and, and, and or we just target symptoms. We're not doing whole body healing. So that became my focus. How can I treat the whole pet, preserve quality of life, and control symptoms in the process, but doing it in a much healthier way? And then along the way, um, I had a client inquire about ozone therapy. And um, that I didn't know a lot about it at the time when she proposes to me, but she said, yeah, look, I'll buy the equipment. She had a, a dog that had a sarcoma removed from its leg. And she said, I don't want to do chemo. My dog's been given six months to live. Will you do ozone therapy? I'll buy the equipment if you do the treatments. Oh. Like, okay, universe, <laughs> dumping this in my lap. Not only that, but she had a human practitioner that she was seeing that was doing ozone therapy. And she said, oh, by the way, I've already asked her if you could come shadow and learn how they use their, oh. use ozone, use their protocol. So like, okay, meant to do this. So um, I did that, got more training in it. And and ozone just been phenomenal. I mean, probably been doing ozone therapy for 10 or so years now. And that got me, um, that was a doorway into working with more pets with cancer. Um, because a lot of people were then coming to me that didn't want to do conventional therapies or were doing conventional therapies, but wanted other things. And there's, there's nothing else. You know, most yeah. people get this devastating diagnosis, um, a a doom and gloom prognosis, one to three months, three to six months. If they don't do the conventional, you know, chemo, radiation, surgery, 
then the conventional oncologists or conventional veterinarians have nothing to offer. They basically just send them home to watch their pet die. And I hear that heartbreaking story so many times. And from a holistic perspective, there's so many things we can do. There's so many tools in, in just the perspective of supporting the pet's body. So this kind of got me going in this direction of providing alternative therapies um, for pets with cancer. And although I work with all types of patients, I mean, I'll, I'll work with anybody that is interested in a more holistic approach, but I see uh, probably more than half of my patients I see now are cancer yeah. patients because people are looking for um, follow up for alternatives. So, uh, and once you see the results, there's, there's just no going back. And once you see that, well, we can think about this differently, like with cancer, you know, if we just focus on, on the tumor or that one lesion, we're, we're missing the point. We're, we're missing what, what's really going on in the body. That's just the tip of the iceberg. That's just the signal that something is very out of balance in the body, whether it's poor nutrition or, toxicity from vaccines and pharmaceuticals and environmental toxins, if we don't dig in and figure out, well, what's going on that's that the body allowed this tumor to show up? What does this mean for the body? Um, if we just target that, we aren't going to have good results. But when we treat the whole body, yeah. um, I, I've seen some amazing results, such as Sean's kitty. I mean, kitty had you know lymphoma in the throat. Um, very, very poor prognosis. They did a partial removal and we did ozone and mistletoe and this cat's just done phenomenal. And he even ended up buying his own equipment. I, I also really like to empower pet parents to do more at home. What can they do for their pets? And so we, we actually help people purchase their own ozone equipment. Uh, mistletoe inject injections can be done at home. So I really try to help people learn how to help their pets more. And that gives people a lot of hope because they they usually come to me in this state of devastation and 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 just hopelessness. And when I can give them options, give them hope, and then sometimes just see some amazing results. I mean, not always, sometimes we're just too far behind the ball, but it, we can always give it a shot and I always take the perspective of, I, I want to improve the pet's quality of life as much as I can for as long as I can. I don't know how long that'll be. Sometimes it's weeks, sometimes it's months, sometimes it's years. It's it's just amazing when we change our paradigm and change how we approach health and healing, um, what, what we can accomplish. And yeah. then it's like, there's no going back, you know, for me. So, you know, I have wondered, just as a little offshoot, but I have wondered, Judy, if if part of who ends up getting out of vet school or medical school and tracking to a more, uh, to a broader toolbox that encompasses a whole host of different products, modalities, techniques, therapies that we didn't learn in vet school, conventional colleagues will say, oh, they went a different route, when really I almost believe that part of this is a personality there's a component of curious humans. I think it's not so much the slant that we have. I think it has to do with our level of curiosity and our overwhelming desire to provide something to our patients. Doctors that don't ever want to say, I never want to have to look at my client and say, there's nothing I can do. That Those 
humans spend time awake at night with insomnia trying to figure out protocols that we didn't learn in veterinary school. But I think that part of that may be more of a constitutional of a personality uh, fiber in that we want to know more than we learned in vet school. We also want to have more options and we also know that there's more out there. So those of us that are perpetual, that are constant learners hate the fact that we know that we don't know enough to fix all of our patients. So we keep learning and digging and learning and digging. And then also people like you that clients come to you and say, Hey, I want to try this. And you maybe hadn't, you know, you didn't initially with the ozone, you didn't know about it, but then you're more than willing as a student, you're more than willing to go learn because it has the ability to not just save that patient's life, a whole host of patients. Life. So you are a perpetual learner that has stayed invigorated and engaged, but also Look at the vast options. Look at the gifts you're offering the clients and the people in your space in terms of not just providing hope, but this unbelievable increased quality of life, all while building and maintaining these beautiful relationships. What a what a fulfilling career you have had. And, and also, uh, you are a, a colleague that will never suffer from burnout, like so many of our professional colleagues are dealing, struggling right now. You have filled your life, your career, your practice with hope. And that has to change things for you as a practitioner because you are providing viable options that have not been provided before. That has to be good for your soul. Yeah, yeah, totally. And and one of one of my goals, I've actually transitioned to doing um telemedicine. I'm not, I've I'm no longer no longer have an on-site clinic. So I do telemedicine, but Part, part of what I'd like to do is to show other veterinarians that this is possible and that it yes. is a much more fulfilling way of practicing because I'm just one person. And yeah, this mm-hmm. is great what I do, but I can do just so much. And you do wear out at some point, yes. you know, you, you know, work-life balance. It's, it, it, it's very, it can be very emotionally exhausting doing this work. So I have to be cognizant of that, but that also limits the number of people that I can help. And I just keep thinking there's gotta be a lot of veterinarians out there that would love to practice this way, because just like you were saying, it's so much more fulfilling because we're healing. We're not just throwing drugs at symptoms, which does nothing. It just keeps pets sick. And in fact, most times makes them sicker. I think our current conventional healthcare system just creates illness. It doesn't solve anything. It may make some symptoms go away, but that's temporary. And the illness just perpetuates in the body and gets deeper and deeper and deeper. And that cannot be gratifying. And I know there's so many corporate practices now that, I mean, I, I can't even imagine working in a place where I had to vaccinate, give a certain number of vaccines and, and hustle through a certain number of clients every day because I had these quotas to make and you have 10 minutes with a patient. That'd feel like selling my soul, literally. Yeah. And I, I can't help but believe that there's other veterinarians in that situation. So mm-hmm. um, one of my reasons from stepping back a little bit from my practice and just sticking with the telemedicine is trying to get some educational programs out there and to reach Good. veterinarians. Because I think Good. if more vets realized how rewarding this is and that your your actual healing, I, I feel like my practice is called animal healing arts because I really do believe that healing is an art. It's this dance between the patient and the practitioner and the human involved with the pet. Mm-hmm. And it it can really be 
a beautiful thing. And each practitioner has unique gifts and that just gets buried in the conventional system. And Mm -hmm. I just think that's, that's tragic. It's the suicide rates in veterinary medicine are extremely high. And I believe this is why you go to school and you want to help pets, but then you end up stuck in this, you know, corporate job because Mm -hmm. I have all these student loans to pay off and, um, you, you want your benefits and your paid vacation and all that, but it's not rewarding work. Yes. And yes. that has to feel like a really big um, dead end. So helping to get the word out and ultimately, you know, maybe maybe I can have a little part in shifting the paradigm in veterinary medicine and how we uh, look at pets and how we look at healing and help pets more. Because I think pet health is really quite simple if we fed them appropriately and stopped poisoning them, they'd be fine. I bet 95% of the chronic illnesses we see would go away because pets are are, are happy, healthy, um, just naturally vibrant beings. They don't want to mm-hmm. be sick. Um, mm-hmm. They just want to live their life. I think it's the, the medical system, unfortunately, uh, is doing way more harm than good right now. Well, and because veterinarians are taught, we're amazing at triage. We, we know what to do with an animal sent by a car. We're really good at infectious disease. You know, we're good at trying to manage infections for like acute outbreaks. Okay, that's what we went to school for. The problem is the vast majority of things that we see in the exam room are not infectious disease or acute trauma. It's lifestyle related diseases. And we were not taught one thing on how to prevent or reduce lifestyle related diseases. And yet that is that is why we bring our animals to the vet. And so until we fix that piece, we are left inspiring our conventional colleagues, letting them know that there are different ways of practicing. There are different options. We can get ahead of disease and degeneration, even though we didn't learn about it in vet school. So I love that your heart is also, of course, offering options to our patients, but also supporting our veterinary community that is literally drowning in hopelessness, as well as uh, really disgruntled and um, unfulfilled career paths because their desire to heal isn't being met with their options after after we graduate. So I'm really glad to hear that you are open and receptive in terms of supporting our colleagues who need a whole lot of support. That's one of the reasons that I do Game Changers as well is for the veterinarians that say whose client maybe forwards them this interview and the vet is stuck in burnout or feeling like they're in a box and that they wish that they had more options. I hope that these interviews are wildly inspiring to our conventional colleagues. So on that note, Judy, tell me when you get up in the morning, what do you love most about being an integrated practitioner, about being uh, a part of that healing equation when you partner with pet parents and our beautiful animals, what feel what 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 fills your soul the most? You know, I think I think a big part of it because I think you know, of course, a, a, a huge part of what we need to do as veterinarians is reach the pet parents, right? Because they're going to be the ones following through. Um, the, the pets just want to be healthy and live a, a happy life. But I think what really inspires me is kind of seeing the light bulb go on when people mm-hmm. are like, oh, I never thought about it that way, or I never knew that was possible, or I didn't know we could do that. I, I just thought this was 
hopeless and I'm just want to keep my pet comfortable mm. till it dies, but we could really do something. And, and seeing people like have that shift and start to think about things differently and have hope, you know, just getting on a call with somebody that is just devastated. And, and, you know, of course it's crushing to hear that your pet has cancer, but then by the end of the call, they're lit up and they're like, mm-hmm. this is awesome. We, we, we got stuff we can do mm-hmm. and giving them things to do and making them a part of the process, you know, conventional veterinary, veterinary medicine cuts out the pet parent. I mean, COVID was just devastating in this regard. And and I understand clinics had to do what they had to do, but this, um, the whole idea where people had to sit in the parking lots and talk to the vet on the phone, they couldn't go in, couldn't interact. And I think the profession lost a lot of its empathy during that in general, mm-hmm. because I just hear these stories that are just, just hurt my heart when people walk out of a vet clinic. So just discouraged and no hope. They just spent thousands of dollars. They don't even know what for, they don't even know yep. what the tests meant because nobody yep. went over the results with them. And I hear this and I'm like, that's, that's terrible. It's like embarrassing to me as a veterinarian to hear that coming out of clinics and especially the big specialty clinics that are supposed to be the go-tos for pets that are really sick and, you know, that people are just so discouraged. So when I can help kind of turn that around and give them hope and just knowing that they feel cared for and heard, people just want to feel hurt. They just want to know that, you know, I, I hear their concerns. I hear where they're at. I mean, my consults are an hour, you know, I, I don't, there's no 10 minutes in and out, maybe quick follow-ups on down the road, but you know, we're really digging in on what exactly is going on and people feel heard. They know that I'm listening to their concerns and it's, it's, it's just very rewarding to know that, you know, somebody is going back out in the world, feeling better, having hope. They have a smile on their face. Now they know there's things they can do. And ultimately it's going to be helping the pets, but I think, getting through to the people is yeah. really the, really the, really the first step there. I, I agree with you. And I also think that when people understand when they have enough knowledge to know the why it's not that my vet told me to do this, but right. when they understand the critical piece of why they're making the choices that they're making and why they're doing what they're doing, then they become not just inspired to continue, but then they become advocates of understanding, oh my gosh, I'm knitting this picture of health together. And I understand that more of the pieces and by understanding a bigger picture, they are able to make better decisions in it all just because of knowledge. And that knowledge transfer occurs because you take the time to get to know the family unit and the animal at longer, deeper conversations, which oftentimes can't happen in other environments. So I completely agree with you. And I love the fact that this is, you set your practice up to develop these long-term relationships with both your patients and the families at the other end of the leash. It's a really, it's a beautiful system and it really maximizes the potential for healing to occur. So Judy, I have to ask two things I want to ask. First, if people are like, yes, this makes sense. Yes, this resonates with me. Yes, I wish I had a practitioner like this on my team, or I'd like to learn more about Dr. Judy, where would they go to 
find out more about you. Okay. So my website is, it's ahavet.com. So animal healing arts is my practice. So ahavet.com and all of our contact information is there. Okay. Awesome. And last but not least, you're a wealth of wisdom and information. If you, and you've been a vet for a long time, you've seen a lot of animals. If you could share one morsel, one idea, one thought, one inspiration, if you could share one thing with the world, what would it be? I think I would say that health and healing come naturally. And probably the most important thing we need to do as practitioners and even as pet parents is get out of the way of that and not be uh, creating roadblocks to natural healing because healing will happen on its own. And I think um, one of the fallacies is that we have to keep intervening and doing more and more and more. I think sometimes we need to step back, provide support and allow healing to take place naturally because it will. Beautiful words. And it's oh so true that by us getting out of by us unlocking healing a potential by unlocking the healing potential, partly by removing the obstacles for health and wellness to recur, but also by just allowing the body to do what it naturally does. The body wants to be well and in a state of homeostatic balance. By you helping pet parents to become educated enough to clear some of those variables away, you have a class a, a faster, shorter path for recovery and healing to occur because of the amazing education that you're providing. So I love those words and they they resonate. They land well with me. So Judy, we love the fact that Sean took the time to nominate you for a game changer. And we love the fact that you are a seasoned practitioner, still willing to share the wealth of information that you contain to make your patients, but also those families healthier, happier, and more knowledgeable, which is a cycle that just allows health, healing, and better choices next time to be perpetuated. So thank you for everything you're doing and congratulations on your award. Thank you. Thank you, Karen.